Section 20 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary J. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. The National Framework for Emergency Management, Part 1. The one-two combination of a catastrophic hurricane and massive flood overwhelmed the normal disaster relief system. Some things worked well, but there were shortcomings that we must urgently address. This tragedy has emphasized how critical it is that we ensure our planning and response capabilities perform with seamless integrity and efficiency in any type of disaster situation, even one of a cataclysmic nature. Michael Chertoff, Secretary, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Select Committee Hearing, October 19, 2005. Critical elements of the National Response Plan were executed late and effectively or not at all. Summary Similar to the troubled national responses to Hurricanes Hugo and Andrew in 1989 and 1992 respectively, the federal government failed to recognize the magnitude of the situation presented by Hurricane Katrina prior to landfall, adequately project future needs, fully engage the President, and respond in a proactive and timely manner. While the Federal Emergency Management System had evolved since Andrew to include a developed protocol for responding proactively to catastrophic disasters, important aspects of the National Response Plan were poorly executed, which contributed to the inadequate federal response to Hurricane Katrina. With the creation of the Department of Homeland Security DHS, and the development of the National Response Plan NRP, an additional layer of management and response authority was placed between the President and FEMA, and additional response coordinating structures were established. The Secretary of Homeland Security became the President's principal disaster advisor responsible for enabling the President to effectively utilize his authority under the Stafford Act to direct all federal agencies, particularly the Department of Defense, DOD, to respond in a coordinated and expeditious fashion. As part of these changes, critical response decision points were assigned to the Secretary of Homeland Security. Secretary Chertoff executed these responsibilities late, ineffectively, or not at all. These secretarial authorities include the designation of an incident of national significance, INS, the authority to convene the Intra-Agency Incident Management Group, IIMG, the designation of the principal federal official, PFO, and the invocation of the National Response Plan's Catastrophic Incident Annex, NRP-CIA. There was plenty of advance warning by the National Weather Service, and the consequences of a Category 4 hurricane striking New Orleans were well documented. Fifty-six hours prior to landfall, Hurricane Katrina presented an extremely high probability threat that 75% of New Orleans would be flooded, tens of thousands of residents may be killed, hundreds of thousands trapped in floodwaters up to 20 feet, hundreds of thousands of homes and other structures destroyed, a million people evacuated from their homes, and the greater New Orleans area would be rendered uninhabitable for several months or years. An August 28 report by the Department's National Infrastructure Simulation and Analysis Center concluded, any storm-rated Category 4 or greater will likely lead to severe flooding and or levee breaching, leaving the New Orleans metro area submerged for weeks or months. Under these conditions, it seems reasonable to expect the criteria for designating an NIS would have been met. The appointment of a PFO would be necessary to coordinate an unprecedented federal response. The IIMG would be convened to provide strategic guidance and recommendations to the Secretary and the President, and the NRPCIA would be invoked to shift the federal response posture from a reactive to proactive mode in order to save the lives and accelerate assistance to overwhelmed state and local systems. 
according to a recent letter submitted by DHS, see Appendix 7, in response to the preliminary observations of the Comptroller General, see Appendix 6, DHS viewed the NRP-CIA as applicable only to no-notice or short-notice events, and the Select Committee acknowledges that the State of Louisiana expressed its satisfaction with the supplies, and that the former FEMA Director, Michael Brown, directed that commodities be, quote, jammed up, unquote, the supply chain. While the NRP-CIA may be particularly applicable to a no-notice event, the annex itself reflects only that a catastrophic incident may occur with little or no warning. And the prepositioning of supplies to the satisfaction of the state and local authorities, while an appropriate measure for a disaster without catastrophic consequences, was clearly not sufficient for the catastrophic consequences of Hurricane Katrina. Instead, absent a catastrophic disaster designation from Chertoff, federal response officials in the field eventually made the difficult decisions to bypass established procedures and provide assistance without waiting for appropriate requests from the states or for clear direction from Washington. These decisions to switch from a pull to a push system were made individually over several days and in an uncoordinated fashion as circumstances required. The federal government stumbled into a proactive response during the first several days after Hurricane Katrina made landfall, as opposed to the secretary making a clear and decisive choice to respond proactively at the beginning of the disaster. The White House Homeland Security Council, HSC, situated at the apex of the policy coordination framework for DHS issues, itself failed to proactively deconflict varying damage assessments. One example included an eyewitness account of a levee breach supplied by a FEMA official at 7 p.m. on August 29. The White House did not consider this assessment confirmed for 11 more hours when, after 6 a.m. the next morning, it received a Homeland Security Operations Center, HSOC, situation report confirming the breach. The catastrophic nature of Katrina confirmed once again that the standard reactive nature of federal assistance, while appropriate for most disasters, does not work during disasters of this scale. When local and state governments are functionally overwhelmed or incapacitated, the federal government must be prepared to respond proactively. It will need to anticipate state and local requirements, move commodities and assets into the area on its own initiative, and shore up or even help reconstitute critical state and local emergency management and response structures. The need for assistance is extreme during the initial period of a catastrophic hurricane, yet the ability of state and local responders to meet that need is limited. That is why it is so important for the federal government, particularly DOD resources, to respond proactively and fill that gap as quickly as possible. Because it takes several days to mobilize federal resources, critical decisions must be made as early as possible, so that massive assistance can surge into the area during the first two days, not several days or weeks later. The CIA NRP was drafted to meet this specific and well-known requirement, yet Chertov never invoked it for Katrina. In contrast, the Emergency Management Assistance Compact, EMAC, a critical part of the National Emergency Management Framework, successfully provided unprecedented levels of response and recovery personnel and assets to the Gulf Coast in record time following Hurricane Katrina. EMAC is designed by statute to be adaptable and scalable to meet the changing needs of each event. EMAC was widely praised for its quick and effective process for putting vital resources into every aspect of the response. Finding it does not appear the President received adequate advice and counsel from a senior disaster professional. Although the Select Committee's access to White House documents, communications, and staff was not as comprehensive as we had hoped, the information we did receive suggests the President could have received better disaster advice and counsel. The Stafford Act places the federal government's disaster response authorities with the President. Similar to military matters, the President is the Commander-in-Chief of Federal Disaster Response. 
Yet, unlike the military, which provides the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff as the president's primary professional military adviser, the president does not have regular access to a senior disaster professional to advise him during disasters or on disaster response issues. The president lacks this resource, even though catastrophic disasters may strike with little or no warning and require early presidential involvement to reduce the loss of life, human suffering, and extensive property damage. Under the Homeland Security Act, the Secretary of Homeland Security reports to the President and is the Department's top disaster official. Yet, emergency management is just one of the Secretary's many responsibilities. According to Chertoff's testimony before the Select Committee, he is not a hurricane expert, nor does he have much experience with disasters. However, according to White House and FEMA documents, it appears the White House took several steps to improve the flow of information and strategic advice into the President. For example, HSC staff solicited regular situation reports from almost every federal agency for the White House Situation Room. The HSC commenced 24-hour operations the morning Katrina hit New Orleans. In addition, White House officials attempted to pressure the HSOC to convene the IIMG on the Saturday before Katrina made landfall. The IIMG consists of high-level officials from all major federal agencies and it is intended to assess the magnitude of crisis situations, project future requirements for federal assistance, develop plans for meeting those requirements, recommend to the Secretary and the President appropriate courses of action, and provide strategic advice. The Secretary did not convene the IIMG until three days later, roughly 36 hours after landfall. Within the emergency management community, there are a handful of potential catastrophes that keep disaster professionals awake at night. Perhaps the most troubling of these has been a Category 3 or larger storm striking New Orleans because of its high likelihood of occurrence, the extreme vulnerability of the city to long-term flooding, and the difficulty of evacuating a large urban population over limited evacuation routes. As a result, this scenario has been studied, planned, and exercised perhaps more than any other potential catastrophic disaster in the country. A senior disaster professional would be well aware of the consequences of such a storm, recognize the challenges of responding to such a disaster, and appreciate the need for timely and proactive federal assistance. Comments such as those the President made about not expecting the levees to breach do not appear to be consistent with the advice and counsel one would expect to have been provided by a senior disaster professional. Furthermore, it seems reasonable to expect delays in recognizing the need for, and then requesting, DOD mission assignments may have been avoided if the President had been advised of the need for early presidential involvement. Finding Given the well-known consequences of a major hurricane hitting New Orleans, the Secretary should have designated an incident of national significance no later than Saturday, two days prior to landfall, when the National Weather Service predicted New Orleans would be struck by a Category 4 or 5 hurricane, and President Bush declared a federal emergency. The consequences of a major hurricane, defined as a Category 4 or greater storm, striking New Orleans, were well known within Louisiana, the Emergency Management Community, and DHS. FEMA officials selected New Orleans as the first project for its catastrophic disaster preparedness program precisely because of its high probability of occurrence and horrific consequences. The New Orleans levee system was designed to withstand, in essence, a Category 3 storm. Anything larger would exceed the levee's design capacity and likely cause catastrophic flooding of the city. FEMA's Hurricane PAM exercise predicted the storm would inundate 75% of the city, up to 20 feet, and cause 60,000 deaths. Two days before landfall, the National Weather Service predicted Katrina would strike New Orleans as a Category 4 or 5 hurricane. The governors of Louisiana and Mississippi declared state emergencies, and the President issued an emergency declaration for Louisiana. At this point in time, it was extremely likely FEMA's worst-case hurricane scenario was about to unfold. Chertoff should have declared an INS. 
in recognition of the severity of the situation, and to allow for the immediate convening of the IIMG, designation of the PFO, and an invocation of the NRPCIA. Finding. The Secretary should have convened the IIMG on Saturday, two days prior to landfall, or earlier to analyze Katrina's potential consequences and anticipate what the federal response would need to accomplish. The purpose of the IIMG is to anticipate evolving requirements and provide strategic recommendations or courses of action for the Secretary and President to consider as part of a national response to a major incident. The IIMG replaces the Catastrophic Disaster Response Group from the old Federal Response Plan and was created to fill an important operational planning gap. During a major incident, the NRP expects the response organization to be focused on the current and subsequent 24-hour operational period and unable to assess the overall disaster situation, project future needs, and develop effective plans to protect life and property. The NRP utilizes the IIMG, a group of experienced high-level professionals with agency decision-making authority, to look at the big picture, anticipate what will be needed several days in advance, and develop plans to fulfill those requirements. Those plans can then be provided to the operational commanders and implemented in a timely manner. The authority to convene the IIMG is the Secretary's, yet Chertoff did not execute that authority early enough for the IIMG to perform this function during the critical pre-landfall period and initial days of the disaster. According to an email between top FEMA officials on Sunday, the day before landfall, White House officials were pressuring the head of the HSOC, Matthew Broderick, to convene the IIMG. Because the Secretary did not activate the IIMG until roughly 36 hours after landfall, despite the White House pressure, we will never know what the IIMG would have done, given the hurricane forecast and well-known consequences of a Category 4 storm, in anticipation that the New Orleans levees would likely breach and force the rescue and evacuation of tens of thousands of victims from the flooded city. If Chertoff had convened the IIMG, then perhaps on the Saturday or Sunday before landfall, when FEMA officials were deploying emergency response teams and moving tons of commodities into the surrounding region, the IIMG would have begun to accelerate DOD's involvement, developing plans to evacuate the Superdome, and pre-stage buses and boats outside the region for immediate deployment after the storm passed. Instead, the FEMA operational team did not begin planning these critical actions until three days later, Tuesday evening, and the buses and boats did not arrive in large quantities until Thursday. According to Colonel Jeff Smith, Deputy Director for Emergency Preparedness with the Louisiana Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, L-O-H-S-E-P, the single biggest failure of the federal response was that it failed to recognize the likely consequences of the approaching storm and mobilize federal assets for a post-storm evacuation of the flooded city. If it had, then federal assistance would have arrived several days earlier. By not convening the IIMG prior to landfall, the Secretary robbed himself and the President of the opportunity to receive professional advice and strategic options for proactively addressing the unfolding catastrophic disaster. The threat stream presented by Katrina was clear days before landfall. The potential consequences were well known, and important tools for dealing with the situation were available, yet not utilized. End of section 20